for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Joe Varden, who generally covers the NBA for The Athletic, but we're going to have him on to talk about a great piece he wrote last week about the U.S. Olympic baseball team going to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics this summer. Now, what's interesting about this team is they're a mix of brand new hot prospects in Major League and Minor League Baseball and a mixture of some of the veterans, guys who were sort of cast-offs this spring and did not end up on a team. Guys like Matt Kemp and Edwin Jackson and Homer Bailey floating around out there in Florida getting ready for a qualifier that could land them in Tokyo to compete for gold at this year's Summer Olympics. All things we can talk about with Joe Varden, who joins me next. Today is Friday, June 4th. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast Joe Varden, and uh, usually we have Joe on talking NBA and and probably a good time to get some NBA playoff takes from you, but uh, Joe, we wanted to have you on about your USA Baseball article from uh, the other day and and kind of a a fun sort of story that's going on with these U.S. Baseball qualifiers. How how did you come about this, man, and can you you set up the stage for us about what's going on in Dodgertown down in Florida? (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Uh, and secondly, I just had an absolute ball doing this story. I love baseball. I got into sports writing, first covering baseball, covering the Indians here in Cleveland, and spent a couple of years covering the Detroit Tigers and Toledo Mudhens. So nice. I was fired up to do that anyway. And then uh, I'm fortunate enough to be covering the Olympics this summer for the athletic, you know, watching all the Team USA basketball stuff as it unfolds and, and which of the NBA stars, if any, are going to join. My plan, I guess, this summer has been to also just keep an eye on the Olympic sports that are ongoing for the verticals that we have at the athletics. So baseball is obviously one. We've got golf, that sort of thing. And um, I was just taking a look at what was going on with Team USA, and and they actually have to qualify for the Olympics. And, okay, so then decided to take a look at the roster and was just fascinated by what I saw, just fascinated. They have all these guys that you've heard of, guys like Matt Kemp and Todd Frazier and Homer Bailey and Edwin Jackson, my goodness. And then they have these uh, top 100 prospects, guys like Jaron Duran, you know, Simeon Woods Richardson, who pitched Thursday. He's on there. Tristan Cassis, another guy from the Red Sox organization. Nick Allen from the A's, you know, out there by you guys. So Mm -hmm. I was enthralled uh, with this. And, and Team USA uh, was happy to, to put me in touch with these guys individually, and I just, just had a ball uh, talking to them and put together a story. It's a great article. It's a lot of fun uh, to read. And as you mentioned in this thing, it's I guess, I don't know if you said it in your piece, but it's kind of like the Island of Misfit Toys, right? It's a lot of guys who were just sort of cast-offs who were unsigned this past spring who ended up on this roster. You mentioned Edwin Jackson and Todd Frazier and Homer Bailey and uh, guys like Matt Kemp, some of these uh, veterans who have been around the game for a long time, and then these shiny new toys who are the top prospects. But they're all managed by Mike Sosha, and you did a great job sort of paralleling the Mike Sosha, Tommy Lasorda, USA management style here. So can you go through that for us and, and how this came to be for Sosha? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, first of all, I mean, Mike, obviously, like, you know, he cycled out of the major leagues. Like, he was with the, uh, with the Los Angeles Angels forever. He took over this club. After the 2019 run, there was a Team USA team that failed to qualify for the Olympics. They lost in the bottom of the ninth in a tournament that they could have won, should have won. And so it was Sosha's turn. And how this kind of all came full circle, because you asked about Dodgertown. Team USA's training camp this this year was last week, and it was at Dodgertown, the old Dodgertown. Obviously, Mike grew up there as a big leaguer. You know, he would he would stay there for spring training and, and Tommy Lasorda was his manager. 
just looking at this roster, there were 12 guys who were drafted before Dodger Town closed as the Dodgers spring training site mm-hmm. in 2008. That's hard to do. And I just got into it even more when I realized that there are a couple guys on this club, Edwin Jackson, one, Matt Kemp, another, who were drafted by the Dodgers and actually stayed in the dorms um, on Dodger Town's uh, campus when they were minor leaguers. And the reason why this mattered to me was uh, those, those dorms have been renovated. They served as housing for the Team USA guys who wanted it while they were down there last week. And then you had Mike who told me, he said, you know, following in Tommy's footsteps, you know, I played for him and we won two World Series and we won a bunch of divisions and Tommy's a passionate guy and he always would get really excited. But I never saw him cry the way I saw him on TV when he managed the 2000 Team USA team. And he said, you can kind of walk around Dodgertown now and just almost like hear Tommy's voice and sort of feel his spirit. And I just thought it was a wonderful parallel to draw there, um, how, you know, Mike Sosha is literally chasing Tommy Lasorda, trying to be the next Team USA manager to direct the team to Olympic gold. And then you have this roster full of guys who are basically chasing their own careers, right? Like they're trying to um, either revive or kind of reconnect with their major league days and, and kind of one last shot at glory here for these old guys. So it was a fun team to write about, but I urge everybody listening to get on board. Why not? Um, it's a fun team to read about and, and watch, you know, the games are on ESPN plus and hopefully they make the Olympics here. And, and then, you know, the games will be on, you know, the NBC networks and it's just, it's an easy team to root for. You make a great point about the players that are sort of chasing their storied careers. And, you know, guys like Edwin Jackson, who, uh, you know, played for 17 different teams. And David Robertson, who's been an all-star and won a World Series. And Logan Forsyth, who was in the World Series four years ago. How many of these guys are actually, do you think this is the last stop for them? Or are going to be able to bounce back and maybe find a job some partway through the season or, or sometime next year in the spring? Because there are guys out here who aren't that old that maybe look like they could still help a club. When this happened in 2000, Pat Borders was Tommy's catcher. And I went back and looked, and Pat didn't play in the big leagues at all in 2000. You know, he played in 99, and then he was out of baseball for the entire year of the Olympics. And I'm going to be honest with you. In the year 2000, I was drinking beer and playing small division college baseball myself (laughs) back then. And, And so I don't know. I don't know exactly what the circumstances were. Joe, in two thousand, I, I was in, in two thousand. I was in fifth grade, man. So we're all good, dude. I was playing. I was playing. You were playing small division baseball, uh, like like uh, basically like college baseball. I was playing kickball at yeah, Assumption yeah. School in San Leandro. You know? <laughs> That's fantastic. But, but so so neither of us knows. Then we can no. agree. Neither of us knows what the circumstances were. But I do know that after the Olympic experience, Pat's major league career resumed, and and he got four or five more years out of it. And so to answer your question, like I'm going down the list here, you know, Edwin Jackson, he's 37. He's been out of baseball. David Rob- Robertson, another great name. He's been out of baseball for two years. Homer ba- Bailey wasn't invited to spring training. Matt Kemp wasn't invited to spring training. I don't know about any of those guys because they're not on big league rosters or they're not, they're not even in, uh, they're not in organization. A guy like John Jay, like he actually accepted his DFA assignment from the Angels. So he might be able to go back and then be back in the big leagues. A guy like Logan Forsythe, he's another one. He's on a, uh, a minor league deal. This guy is one of my favorites. Okay. His name's Eddie Alvarez. He played in the big leagues for like 10 minutes last year for the Miami Marlins. 
and he already has an Olympic medal. But it's not in baseball. He won the silver medal as part of the United States short track speed skating relay team at the 2014 Olympics in Sochi. You cannot make this stuff up. Unbelievable. Um, I hope he gets another chance. Yeah, there's another guy who hasn't pitched in the big league since 2018. His name is Mark Ripchensky, mm-hmm. and he's near and dear to my heart because he pitched for a while for the Indians. He was one of four guys currently on Team USA who were a part of the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals World Series team, and he was nasty in the playoffs. Like, I don't think he gave up a run. Certainly in the World Series, he didn't. He's a guy who at least is honest with us. He's saying that, yes, I want gold. Yes, I'm chasing glory. But this is a chance to pitch in front of people and get noticed again. So, you know, he's left-handed and breathing. Maybe he's the guy. So, you know, there's all kinds of guys that have a chance here, I guess. Those are the few that I would say uh, I'd have my eye on maybe getting back in to help a big league club. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. One more I want to ask you about, and that's Todd Frazier, the Todd father who'd been released, I think, a couple of different times this year by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he's a guy who I think a lot of fans like. He, he's you know been sort of at the forefront of our minds in baseball because he hit that home run in the 1998 uh, Little League World Series, and then he wins the home run derby at the Big League All-Star uh, Week a couple of years back. And he's been sort of a fun player to watch. And he had said, I think, in your piece, like, hey, in three years, I'm not going to be playing baseball anymore. This is just kind of it. I talked to my wife about it. He's kind of a fun story. He's a guy I'd love to see go out on top winning a, a, a medal in the Olympics this summer with Team USA. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought him up. There's a couple things. Like, for one, him playing third base, standing next to Nick Allen, yeah. who plays short for Team USA, it is hilarious because Todd is, like, 200% larger than him. I mean, he looks like he could reach over and pick him up over his head and spin <laughs> him around. Like, it's so funny to watch them stand side by side. Todd Frazier is one of the favorite sons of the Cincinnati Reds going back at least 10 years and maybe 20. I mean, he is revered down there. I mean, fans love him. And as recently as 2019, he hit 21 homers in New York, I believe. He's not that far removed from being very good. But obviously, he was struggling with the Pirates this year. He struggled last year. He's another one of those guys who's kind of honest about it. Like, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of time left. I know that. And so, like, I'm kind of pouring all I have into this. And it would it would be really cool. Like you said, I mean, you know, he goes all the way back to winning the Little League World Series and standing next to Derek Jeter. Um, and then, you know, he, he, I mean, he obviously ends up playing against Jeter all those years later. And so, you know, he never got a chance to win a World Series. But for him to win that gold would be way, way up there. It would be a cool achievement. It would also just be sort of a fun, like, I just love the the international element of the Little League World Series, too, so it'd be kind of fun to see him, uh, I don't know, hit a home run for his country, right? Do it again on the biggest stage possible. Joe Varden, can't let you leave, man, without a thought on the NBA. You're a great NBA writer. We've had a fun postseason, I think, so far outside of some of the fan engagement uh, incidents that have gone on in the first round. But what are your thoughts on this Eastern Conference side of the bracket, man? Could be a lot of fun starts this weekend. Bucks and Nets, and then, of course, 76ers and the, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. We saw Trey Young kind to have a coming out party in the first round against the Knicks. What are your thoughts on both of those series? Well, I think that the Brooklyn Milwaukee series is absolutely fascinating. You know, I, I picked the Nets to go to the finals and win. So it's not like I'm going to back off that, but I, I think this is a dynamic series that is going to be tense. A nudge here or there could really, really impact how this thing goes. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
looking to forward to Giannis and what he does with against Kevin Durant and just the pressure that the Nets can put on you. It's going to be great. The other side of that bracket with the Sixers and the Hawks, I mean, you like the Sixers, except this Joel Embiid injury is problematic, you know. And, and I mean, a, a small tear is still a tear, still a lig- ligament tear. And so that's, that, that is something to keep an eye on. The Hawks have no playoff experience, virtually no playoff experience, and yet they had no problem cutting through the Knicks. And you're right, Trey Young is, is really kind of coming into his own. The Sixers still cause all kinds of matchup problems. They're enormous. Ben Simmons, like, what do you do with him? And Tobias Harris, obviously. <laughs> and Seth Curry's been great. So I still like the Sixers. Uh, it should be a great second round. And I'm just telling you, you know, hold on to your hats there with the, with that Brooklyn-Milwaukee series. Yeah, if the Nets come out of that one and I'm with you, I've got them winning, uh, winning the Eastern Conference. But if they come out of that series on top, I think that's the series that you say, okay, now they're battle-tested. Now they've gone up against Giannis. They've, they've dealt with Drew Holiday. And now you can maybe see them making a little bit of run into the final. So, hey, I appreciate the time today, Joe, man. I always love your writing, man. And uh, enjoy the Olympics this summer. We'll try to catch up with you maybe uh, if Team USA qualifies and gets in. We'll check in with you later this summer once they're playing out in Tokyo, man. I'm in. Thank you. Great stuff from Joe Varden. Always fun talking to him. Glad we could wedge in a little basketball talk there, too, as we've got a couple of big series getting going this weekend. Of course, the Bucks and the Nets starting tomorrow on Saturday and then on Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock tip, you're going to get the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. So all stuff we can pay attention to, and certainly once the U.S. team makes it into the Olympics, assuming they do qualify, we will catch up with Joe later this summer. Thank you to Joe. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We're going to keep bringing you the best stories on The Athletic and in Bay Area sports, something we got to dive into with Eno Saris on Monday. More speculation and reports about Major League Baseball and their handling of foreign substances and pitchers using them to doctor the baseball. This is something that Eno has written about for a number of years now. He's even uh, had Trevor Bauer comment on his pieces based on the substance that Trevor Bauer may or may not be using. So stick with us next week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to Eno Saris on Monday about what's going on with pitchers and the doctoring of baseball. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you then.